Hey there, and welcome to the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies. I'm Matthew Arkin. That's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And this week, we are going to talk about Snakes on a Plane from 2006. And uh, it stars Samuel L. Jackson, Juliana Margulies, Nathan Phillips as a surfer and a dirt biker. Keenan Thompson, Bobby Cannavale, and David Koechner, and a whole bunch of other people that I don't really care about that much. Movie's a lot of fun. The talk should be even funner. So enjoy. Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win, and Matthew, and Matthew should win, and Tony. But in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime, the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. motherfucking snakes on a plane that's what i signed up for because i believe that's a true story yeah wow <laughs> bad language right at the beginning of I'm, the, uh i'm so glad that uh i didn't know that was going to happen yeah i we get so many surprises during our show i love it i yeah. love it i never know what's going to happen i i never know what's going to come out of our producers brains out of your i don't even know what's going to come out of my mouth no i don't even know why i look uh so standard deaf right now either yeah i don't know what that is something's wrong something in your settings you want to play with your setting no no <laughs> not on the air it got uh jeffrey tubin in trouble so no. yeah um yeah no <laughs> oh wait no i can i it was it's let me sure. see if I switch it. Oh, there, there you it go. is. Oh, you are high def, baby. I'm back in. I'm back out of the 90s into the into the 2000s. Yeah, you're like 4K now. It's awesome. Um, Actually, 4K is old school now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Shows how now it's I uh, it's words you can't even pronounce. They're are cool. <laughs> okay. words and concepts that don't actually mean anything to you in your dimensional time space are cool now so it's left us kind of in the dirt there you go yeah how are you how are you doing how's your week week is good uh good a lot of teaching amelia's teaching we're teaching together um i guess that's really about it it's just a little teaching that we're doing it's been nice um i have uh, enjoyed the cooler weather now the heat wave broke and uh i've got uh, zero complaints just had a big event actually i should say you should say well i don't often you know i'm a private guy despite the fact that i just have public conversations every week on youtube yeah. and i'm a complete hypocrite um <laughs> no i don't i i i'm somewhat close to the vest but we, I just celebrated a milestone uh, um, event with uh, with Amelia. We we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, which I know you know. Um, we got married when we were like 17. We were really really young. Uh, yeah. Um, In Kentucky. Mm hmm. Um, and that was awesome. It was a it was awesome because we didn't really decide to go crazy and do a lot of stuff. We had a very relaxed day, which was kind of nice uh, in a in a way. 
also last year for a while i thought it was our 25th anniversary that's how long you get to feel like you're like a married person forgets like is it 30 years or 25 years i i think it's 25 um and i did bad at math and for some reason i thought for a couple months last year that it was our 25th anniversary last year highly embarrassing i think you were the person who pointed out to me in fact that no it wasn't i think so because i knew that that uh pamela was pregnant with atticus at the time and i know how old atticus is so yeah so i uh you know i bought her the present for the 25th last year and so anyway this is more than anybody needs to know it was great it was great nice celebration um an amazing achievement so i'm told it's just been fun for me it is it's it's an amazing achievement i i haven't been able to do it well and you're it, not married to my wife which is and, why and it's true if I, and, if, and if i ever am able to be married for 25 years i'll be napping through my 25th anniversary because i'll yes. be 100 i'll be 107 yes um you know here's to that yeah it's not gonna you know um yeah so you know that's that's how that goes sucks to be you right now it does indeed. <laughs> it does. It's really sad. It I think I, I I think our reader our our readership. Wow, our viewership is crying right now. I'm gonna get. I if they're just leaving. They're not crying. They I just decide. Maybe I'll get some lonely hearts uh, letters out of this. You right. know, you never know. It, like literal letters <laughs> literal. in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with old lady handwriting. Um, <laughs> which is, let's face it, my handwriting now. Hey. I've learned that 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 uh, young people in school, like in elementary school, literally don't don't know how to read cursive anymore. It's not a thing people understand how to do. I can't write cursive anymore. I haven't written cursive in some. My my handwriting is some combination of chicken scratch and uh, the Zodiac Killer Journal. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's emb- it's just an embarrassment. I'm going to download that font. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, did you see, other than this fine film that we're talking about today, did you see anything exciting or watch? Yeah, I did. I, I watched uh, The Thin Man. which the, I, the original Thin Man, which I never watched. Okay. you've never Have you seen any of them? No, I hadn't seen any of those. I've seen Whoa. clips. I, I've seen clips of them, but I sat down and watched it. I can't and, believe uh, you've never seen. It's great stuff. It's great stuff, and uh, discovered there's some there's some drinking in it. It was actually work uh, that I was watching it for. I'm starting to look at cocktails and movies, and we've created a a martini that I'm going to make for you the next time I see you using batch twenty two. And we make it in the Nick and Nora glasses because that's mm-hmm. what they call that martini, <clears throat> the little martini glass. They call a Nick and Nora. Well, that and, used uh, to be the actual size of a martini. And then it and was the 80s the, that decided we should drink them three times the size. No. And it's the right size to drink a martini. Yeah. You, you drink it in that glass and it's yeah. it's a it's a an interesting and elegant drink. As opposed it, to like what I said when I started drinking them, when they turned into like bucket troughs of vodka <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it, which is ridiculous i've also been watching this show the bear which is on hulu the uh, the restaurant show right which is pretty extraordinary 
Love the pilot. Have not had a chance to check up more on it, but I thought it was pretty damn great. Yeah, haven't finished the whole thing, but uh, the the acting, the writing, it's all it's very well well conceived, well executed show. Um, cool. You really care about all the people. Um, well, despite uh, that, I might continue to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you don't like to care, do you? No, okay. I you care. Like... No, not really. No, no. <laughs> Uh, and then also, uh, I've, uh, I went away for three days, uh, on a trip that was really nice. Um, I don't know where I went cause I had my booster on Sunday. Uh, and I've, okay. been, go- I've been gone since then to a right. very gnarly place and I'm just coming back. Good. So, Good. uh, yeah, so that's, 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 that's it. That's the thing. Oh, so I guess guess we gotta talk about a uh i gotta talk about a uh, little uh movie hey got a movie for you we got a movie hey we got a movie have we got a movie for you we've got a movie where i i believe that uh this movie the star of this movie probably looked at the title of the script and said yes just yeah looking at the title there's a story behind that actually well i want to hear it the story goes apparently um they sent the script to samuel jackson's agents and his agent mm. turned it down and said there's no way my client is going to do a movie called snakes on a plane so no they just flat out rejected it and then apparently somehow samuel jackson got a hold of the script himself and said you know no i'm doing the movie and they're not changing the title because the only reason i'm doing it is because it's called snakes on a plane yeah that's why I'm making the movie. So we're not changing the title. No, it, it's a great, it's a great uh, lesson about Hollywood. Well, it's a great that... lesson about how awesome it is to be Samuel Jackson. Cause it really has to be pretty great. A lot of the time. I know he's a person and has problems. I'm sure just like everybody else does has to do stuff that he doesn't want to do. Just like everybody else does. It just doesn't look like that. It really yeah. doesn't look like that. He, but he also, he, he looks like somebody who enjoys being himself. What's not to enjoy? I mean, honestly, what's not to enjoy? Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. You know, this story about him at the, um, on the red carpet, uh, with, uh, an award show going down the, the red carpet with, uh, his wife who was in the show with dad at the time. Details are important, but I I don't think I know it. He's walking down the the red carpet, and they they get stopped by one of the fashionista reporter people, you know, talking about how everybody's dressed and everything. And the reporter says to him, "So, who do you think is the most beautiful woman here tonight?" And he looks at her and he says, "My wife." <laughs> like, you, are what do you, you expect an, me to say? You an idiot. idiot? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great. And, and, you know, there are a lot of people who might be smart enough to give that answer. I like to think that I would be smart enough to give that answer. I mean, not now, because I'm not married. But it, were I to be married and standing with my wife, I like to think I would be smart enough to say that. But you know that nobody would say it like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Which is no. different than saying my wife is the most beautiful person here. No. Because it's kind of like, which is awesome, because it's kind of like saying, dude, what do you, I mean, what am I going to say? Yeah. It's none of your business. 
is yeah. the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, obviously that's disingenuous because they have a it seem to have a really cool relationship. They've been married for a long time and seen seen each other through their careers and stuff and have maintained a marriage. That's that's a that a, I well, you know what? I just said it wasn't that hard for me, so maybe it's not that maybe they just like each other. Maybe, maybe that's like, what it is. Maybe that's what happened. I hear it happens sometimes. So anyway, we have this movie starring him. Um, is that why you brought this up? Is that yeah, why he's where we're talking he, about him? Yeah, okay. He stars in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's in it's from the stuck in a tube genre of films, uh, up there with Das Boot, and um, and uh, Towering Inferno. You know, stuck in a tube, nowhere to go. How about airport and airplane? Oh, you mean other airplane movies? One other airplane. (laughs) That whole series of disaster movies didn't. I was just trying to think of movies with tubes. You know, where you're stuck in a. No, of course, all the airplane movies. Okay, well, Apollo 13 then would also qualify. Yep. Yeah, but uh, so what did you think of this? Oh, uh, we're not. This, going, is, this is how we're starting. I. This is great. This is your here. Okay. Talk well, to know. me about the movie. Listen, we. You know, we can take off from any place you want. Uh, well, I would take off. Let's talk, let's take off know, from this place. Is it accurate to describe this movie as you did, as a person, people stuck in a tube movie? And I, I think this is interesting because I would describe it as a failed attempt at at meta deconstructionist um uh entertainment god I, I always know that we're in for a rough ride when the conversation starts with words i don't understand um meta i know what meta is yeah you know what De- deconstruction I, is. I know it yeah okay okay uh you see, I will not make you make me look stupid for being smart. I will refuse it. <laughs> oh, um, our producer's coming in with perfect yeah. timing. Oh, I, I don't know if I can do this right. I, the producer, we're, yeah, we're I'm not here. I don't know if I can. Yeah, we have somebody yeah. running the board today who hasn't run it before, and uh, she's uh, showing her style. She knows what time it is. Yeah, she does. Um, okay, so this movie is from 2006. It's directed by David R. Ellis, who is not a director you probably know. He directed a couple movies, one called Cellular. They're not really big movies. He was a second unit assistant director for years, very famous for that, and did movies like The Deep Blue Sea, which I think would make an interesting double bill with this movie. Also starring Samuel Jackson, who's besieged by many sharks in that movie. Um else was also a stuntman and very famous for doing stunt work and stuff. And he was very good. And you can kind of see that probably as his best contribution to this movie. Um, it's shot by Adam Greenberg, who made who shot the Terminator, Terminator 2, and Sister Act, which is something I didn't really put together until this morning. <laughs> the same person shot Terminator 2 and Sister Act. Uh, it was edited um, by the guy who edited The Abyss, Howard E. Smith, edited The Abyss, Strange Days, Point Break. Um, three people who have a real keen understanding of how to put an action movie together. Uh, 
And yet you notice I haven't mentioned the writer because I don't I just don't particularly think that would be nice. I don't think I should put a name on this. <laughs> um, you seem to have uh, somewhat venomous feelings <laughs> towards the writer. I mean, really, the, the fangs came out there. Look, um, you know what? As I, I was thinking about this earlier, and my feeling is this movie, ha, this movie, it comes to you pre-hated. <laughs> so you don't even have to hate it. The people no, that made it hate it for you. And yeah. So you are left I, That's relaxed. why I loved it. I loved it because I didn't have to hate it. I, I just was able to go along and say, look at this ridiculous thing that they made. So you loved it, is what you're saying. No, I didn't love the movie. I loved the experience of watching the movie. Had you seen it before? No. Okay, it's a one-timer, so definitely this is... Like, I will give you a free pass because it's the first time you've dealt with, with Snakes on a Plane. I saw it when it came out. And in the theater, which I think is probably a great way to see it, 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 it is an experience is more about you and the other people in the audience than yeah. the movie. This shit is and at that level, it actually was a kind of an weird, it had a kind of a weird feel that experience, but it wasn't the really the movie. Although arguably kind of is because this movie is, um is a worthless piece of trash. I mean, it's a complete worthless piece of trash and I'm not, the only person who would say that i think the many of the makers of the film might might say that i i don't think i've ever seen a movie that was more openly making a cash grab and investing as little care and attention to believing in the story or believing in anything about the creativity that they were creating here uh, their their ironic stance helped them have to they distance them from having to do anything like that, and yet, for me, the pleasure of a movie like this is when somebody cares and fails. Like I, I cannot really enjoy an experience that, it, like I said, it it's pre hated for me. And and the and the the irony isn't that it's not that funny. It's really not that funny. I mean, if you see it again, you'll you'll realize it's not really that. No, funny. I hear you, and I I think the phrase that 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 you've used that is really resonating for me is cash grab. Yeah. That they that they were, um, they were uh, just blatantly saying this will make us a lot of money, and and we don't care whether we have fun or whether we're tongue in cheek while we're, we're doing it. Or you know, that it, there's a cohesive tone or an idea that works <clears throat> really creatively or, or thought behind the characters, even as funny cartoons, it just didn't, no one seemed invested in it. Like yeah. no one. Um, and yet we were all, the audience was supposed to be invested. And I think it's a great example in how like, no, <laughs> no, you guys have to be invested. And then I can invest myself. But if you don't believe in, if you can't suspend your disbelief as filmmakers enough to be, to want to tell me the story, well, I, why should I have to do all that work? Right. And the tropes that they used, they didn't, 
they didn't put any twist on them no, that made none. anything anything interesting about it. No, it you was know, like oh, yeah, unaccompanied minors. Oh, couple having joining the Mile High Club. Oh, uh, I say about my partner, he's the toughest son of a bitch I've ever met. Which right. means he's going to die, right? Um, you know, it's you know, like, like veiled silly jokes about gay stewards, like yeah. like ancient humor that doesn't play misogynistic as hell. Let's face it. But also, you know, I, I'm there are certain movies that manage to strike a tone of real ironic chaos where it works, and the misogyny on display can be seen as as kind of at least a you know, a, a satire on the concept of misogyny itself, you know, I mean, airplane even has examples of that kind of humor. And this movie had no ideas. It just, it gave you just cliches without even bothering to make anything new about any of it. Um, and it had some good actors who could have brought that, I think like a great example being um, Lynn Shay, who's great. She played the, um, the stewardess, the, the, stewardess. The, the, the slightly older flight, stewardess. flight yeah. attendant, sorry, flight attendant, exactly. Sorry, I don't fly anymore, so I literally that's why I don't know the words. I don't I haven't flown in like 20 years. We haven't flown since Pan Am when yeah. they were stewardesses, yeah. Um, and she's a great actor, uh, really valuable player to your movie, right? Like a really valuable player, a completely underused, totally just there for random plot devices that didn't really matter because there's really not much of a plot it's like snakes escape and then uh it's chaos for the rest of the movie snakes on crack snakes on crack on snake crack yeah nobody wants to like this movie more than me i really but to me it's like an imitation of it's like a bad imitation or an expensive imitation actually of movies that i love because I love those movies because they actually believe they want as bad as they are, or trashy as they are, or as, or as you know, ill-funded as they are. Somebody in that crew on that film that, that at whatever level they were at really cared about it somehow. And, 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 and enough to work out some details, like no matter how ridiculous they might be, yeah. let's, let's try and, and make the details work. So for instance, we need to put a one of my favorite lines in the movie. We need to put a barrier between us and the snakes, right? <laughs> Which is a, a a great line because well, everybody listen. We have to put a barrier between us and the snakes. Grab everything from the overheads under the seats. Okay, so yes, that is that is there has never been a truer statement in the history yeah. of the world. I, I, if I ever see a snake, my thought is I need to put a barrier between <laughs> me and that snake. Pretty much. There, Maybe not that succinctly. Right. You might not think of it in such well phrased, right. but no, that's and, what you're going to no, do. Because usually when I see a snake, my first thought is, oh, I'm glad there's a barrier, but I'm at a zoo. Mm -hmm. I'm glad there's a barrier between me and that snake. But so then they, they create the barrier and the, the barrier is, is a wall of luggage about four feet high. As if snakes don't climb up. Well, over... As if they already didn't get out of that situation yeah, to yeah. begin I mean, with. <laughs> so there, there's no moment in the film where they 
where anybody actually tries to like, okay, we've got this ridiculous situation. We've come up with this idea that we'll sell a movie. Mm -hmm. Now, now let's at least treat it with this respect to say, okay, uh, a, a gangster released 450 snakes on a plane. What would you literally try to do in that situation to try to survive? Right. Or, or um, conversely, what could you do imaginatively like airplane did to, 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 to have a, a crazy imaginative experience where the, where the writers and the actors and the people were invested in telling the story. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is like stupid stuff, like early on in the movie, when the snakes first escape and they bite through a whole bunch of cables, the, the captain of the plane turns to the co-pilot and says, we've lost avionics. Well, I have I have a good friend who's a pilot, and I asked him what avionics are. Do you know what avionics are? The ability to fly itself. It's just the whole flying thing, right? It's the entire apparatus that makes <laughs> an airplane fly. Yeah. So it's not like we lost hydraulics in the left on the okay. left flaps. It means all of the systems are down, which means the plane goes into the earth like a dart at that this point. Is, this is really telling to me, though. Here's where here's where it gets interesting, because if that's true and I and now I remember that line and now, of course, that's what it means. That's actually the funniest damn line in the movie. And it's it's evidence that the director didn't get that that was funny. Because it, that would imply to me that the writers were trying to make a satire of disaster movies. They were trying to satirize this whole thing. And then somewhere in there, somebody, one of the writers maybe, was smart enough to know that part of that satire was to just make this ludicrous, that the people didn't know really anything about flying a plane. It was a takedown of all of it. And that's the kind of joke that makes me, like, that's a Terry Southern joke to me. That's a very, like, Dr. Strangelove joke that that appears in a movie where it seems like nobody else saw the potential of it. I get right. upset about this movie because I think it could have been freaking fantastic. And they missed so many key elements. Like, to reiterate what you're saying, the things that they decided just not to do, right? How about, if I'm thinking about, okay, let's say we're not thinking snakes on a plane with Samuel Jackson. That's not the first time you've ever heard of it. Somebody, somebody pitched to you an idea about a thriller that takes place on a plane in which somebody has released a lethal snake and it is somewhere on that plane. The amount of suspense and pressure and terror you could get out of that slow burn is amazing. Now, they didn't even decide to do that for two minutes. They just went right from <laughs> ridiculous, you know, setup with characters you don't believe in or care about to all the snakes in the world coming out of the bottom of this plane and, and attacking everyone all at once. Where, where then you're left with nowhere to go except just, you know, okay, well, we're going to be in chaos from here on out, which is basically what happens. It is just but, chaos from beginning to end. But then you've just completely eradicated any real ability to make these characters go through something that makes any sense because they keep on saying, like, let's go. We got to move. Where are you going to go? They keep on just running from one side of the plane to the other. Well, is, they do go up. It's a 747. So they do go up the stairs into the first class lounge. Um, 
little which, bit later on. Yeah, but yeah, which you, we all know, snakes aren't allowed up up there. No, that's a snake-free zone. <laughs> What's that about? Yeah, we're in we're in rough shape from jump here. I mean, it starts uh, oddly enough with the best thing that's going to be in this movie, which is a helicopter shot, the likes of which you don't see very often. It's extraordinary. It it comes in off the side of a Wahoo and flies all the way down the beach and then picks up a motor, like a motocross bike guy on a dirt road and follows him and close up for a while. It's just insanely good. And yeah. you're like, yeah, that's the guy that shot the Terminator. He knows how to do that. <clears throat> um, and then, then they make a fatal error and people start to say things. <laughs> Well, yeah. yo, stay black. Hell yeah. Yeah, like that. Things like that. Things like that. And then also they make fiddle errors like um, the the bad guys after they commit the murder, um, they discover a can of Red Bull. So they know they've been witnessed um, and how to find the guy. Right. Um, he saw me. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't. I think that guy could probably be a great black belt and good in some parts, but he looked so like such a nice guy. Yeah, it looked like it was really hard for him to play a bad guy. Like he didn't want to be a bad guy. He didn't want to be, you know. Yeah, stereotype bad guy. Like that's I mean, what I'm playing here. Um, I, 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 I really, I really, uh. I really think that the thing that I walk away most from with this is a sense of like that I've I've just been hanging out with studio bros like all day. Yeah. I also became enraged by one moment in the movie. Really? And you I'm, sound like me. I'm, what happened? I'm still enraged. Um they bastardized one of the great jokes of all time. They they used they they referenced it and they didn't reference it well. The joke about the two friends who are hiking and one of them gets yes bitten on the pee. You know the joke. Yes. Two friends are hiking. For people listening who don't know it, two friends are hiking their way out in the in the wood in the woods. One of them gets bitten on the penis by a, a venomous snake, and he's writhing on the ground in agony. And uh, his friend says, I'm going to go get a doctor. And he runs all the way back into town to get a doctor to save his friend's life. And the doctor, the only doctor in town is delivering a baby and can't leave or mother and baby will die. So he says, your friend was bitten by a snake. Here's here's what you got to do. You cut an X around the, in the where the snake bite was and you suck out the poison. And he and he 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 runs back to his friend in the woods and the friend says, where's the doctor? He says, he, 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 where's the doctor? He said, he couldn't come. He was delivering a baby. He says, what did he say? He said, you're going to die. Um, and it's, it's a great joke. It is a great joke. Um, and, and they, they do the thing in the movie where the guy gets bitten on the ass by the snake and is they say you gotta the only way it's, you gotta suck out the poison they managed to make it like both 
yeah i mean it's it, it's both no. like homophobic and and the wrong way to tell a joke like everything yeah. was wrong with it everything was wrong about it the only thing um, that's not wrong is it's delivered see this is the sad uh, part it's delivered by two actors who were perfectly ready and willing to be very funny in this movie and do great yeah and they they were unable to it's yeah. like the director just made it them unable all of them to do anything any good i i've never seen anything <laughs> like it and what wow. would have actually been funny is is that somebody actually, you know, turned the joke on its head and somebody actually has to do it. Yeah. Like, deal, deal with that. It's such a strange mixture of various things. I mean, it's got some extreme violence in it and gore. It's got some, you know, excellent makeup effects when the people's limbs are, you know, bloating up because of the toxic bites of the snakes and the dead people in the in the aisles of the thing they all look really good it's a beautiful job the art direction's fine it has a beautiful look to it it's really saturated hawaii looks beautiful but it's also got a little bit of grain and grit to it which i still love clearly shot on film and um and just a little nod towards grindhouse and how it looks so that's all great beautifully edited the action scenes technically work and the stunts within it all work because david Ellis, like I said, director was a stunt guy. And I think his best contribution is that every single um, physical gag or element pays off and is sold. And even small ones where somebody gets like thrown up against a door or falls on the ground, they, they really do it well. Yeah, incredibly That's well. It's just forte, clearly. The snakes themselves are crap. I mean, they look like they are just clearly animated. That's CGI. You know? Which is weird because they apparently had a ton of snakes on the set for real. And they had to add all these other snakes. But I didn't really see anything that looked like a real snake at all in this movie. No. Um, and um, it's uh, it, it's, you know, it's it's go you feel like it's going for I, the best way to describe it to me. It's like the 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 it's like kind of that Sharknado um, mentality right well that's what i was hoping for but but the problem is that sharknado they don't have a lot of money and they're struggling to tell their story right they're struggling and and, and to me that's more entertaining than to watch a movie that has a giant budget that can shoot and do anything it wants and chooses to spend its time just simply not doing the job that it should do with the yeah. time well, what kind of insane plan is that <laughs> yeah i mean why you know um, Bobby Bobby Cannavale's a fine actor. Why does he have to have a scene that. like that? Yeah. Um I do think there's an interesting short film that you could edit out of this movie called The Snake Death Variations. Um <laughs> because can can we go through them? Sure. Snake on boob. Right. Yes. Snake on penis. Yes. Snake in mouth. Yes. Snake on neck. Mm -hmm. snake in eye yes jerky guy getting eaten by mm. the giant boa constrictor mm -hmm. any other specific oh there's there's really bites all over the body here we yeah. have bites on all the private parts and private, private areas parts. um eyes ears um in the <sighs> mouth on the tongue yeah neck a lot of neck <laughs> A lot of neck uh, a lot of arms and legs i mean it's pretty a much of a smorgasbord of bite of biting <laughs> It really is. I, I did. I did appreciate the level of misogyny 
wherein, and this is something that you didn't even see much back in the day of mis like in the seventies. When, when misogyny. misogyny was cool, when it was really cool, <laughs> right? Like I don't think I've ever seen a movie where just a random hookup in a you know two people sleeping like trying to make it in a in an airplane lavatory. There's like boob close ups over and over again. Yeah. How many close they got that the boobs got more close ups than some of these professional actors. I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's like, and then my my think my here's the thing. Someone there thought they were making a satire on this kind of movie. Yeah. And then they yeah. just went ahead and made this kind of movie. It's like that's what that's what happened. Yeah. Did you ever see yeah. Starship Troop Star Shrimp? Star Shrimp Troopers, which is going to be made now. Oh, boy. Have you ever seen a movie called Star, Star, Star Shrimp Scoopers? <laughs> Star Shrimp Scoopers. I apologize. Tonight. That's my favorite uh, seafood restaurant here in Newport Beach is Star it's, Shrimp Scoopers. Yes, right next to Bubba Gump's. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see Starship Troopers? No, you didn't see Starship Troopers. Okay, I want to make a five times fast. Starship Shapings <laughs> can't even say once slowly. Um, oh I propose God. that we uh cover that movie. Uh, okay, so, absolutely. Sophia, make a note of that. Let's fit that in the schedule because it's an interesting movie in the sense that it's to me that's what this that's the potential here that's the template that's the kind of movie that this should be and starship troopers is is like it's a satire on action movies really and also a satire on fascism but it's so close to the vest that it, the first time i saw it i left kind of confused because i was like is this the thing that it's making is it making fun of this or is it the thing and then after you see it again you realize it's no it's really a comedy about this stuff but they're about just playing it so seriously that you don't even really you don't even really notice half the time it's a okay. kind of a genius movie it's paul verhoven who's a great director oh yeah. but that's an example of the kind of movie this could have been where you well he you directed know, one of my favorite movies well, he's fantastic yeah which one robocop robocop oh it's, it's the greatest it's, it's a, that is a flawless yeah i don't i don't know that you, you i've ever seen a movie that good with a, a a lead actor that bad in it oh shame on you oh. he's so good in that he's great in it i mean fantastic because mm -hmm. you, you actually don't see him ever total shame on you he's he's responsible for two of the greatest genre characters ever he how could he be a terrible actor he's great <laughs> He used um, to say terrible things to me at Cafe Central back in the 90s, um, which I can't say on the air what he said. Which probably me. made you laugh back in the 90s. It did make me laugh then, but. I've always been a big fan. I'm a big Buckaroo Banzai fan, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Robocop. Love Peter Weller. Best lips in show business. So. Oh. But I mean, even Robocop's a good example, because that's that's similar. It's it's. It's spoofing action movies while it's also giving you a great action movie, great but action it's smart movie. and and the yeah. people in it knew what it was. And this movie was just, I want to make money. Can I get and more money, please? one of my please? favorite lines also in RoboCop ever. Which one's that? Oh. 
I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> it's one of the best moments in film history, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, um, okay, I, so I think we're we're kind of in agreement on this movie. Yeah, I, I guess we are. I mean, you you uh, you enjoyed it. I enjoy. I kind of enjoyed it the first time I saw it, just because I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. But second time around. It I mean, I didn't. Me... I didn't enjoy the mood. I enjoyed the experience of. Yeah. It was more like, oh my god. Right. I'm I can't believe fucking snakes on a plane. I can't believe what this is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and there is there is a there is a part of it which works really well in the theater. It was the same feeling I had watching the producers, uh, the the revival, the Broadway revival of producers when it when it opened. It's so much money. So much razzle dazzle, so much stuff thrown at the stupidest stuff you've ever seen that starts to make you really laugh, that starts to become really funny. And and the first time I saw Snakes on a Plane, I guess I kind of got suckered by a little bit of that. Just like, I just can't believe they spent all this money on this on this movie. This is actually something that's happening. It's like a weird yeah. social experiment. Um, um do you know uh, the only like really interesting trivia thing to me that I found out about this movie was the what they uh dubbed the when they oh, moved the, the one big line, line the big line did you what was it what I, I forget what it was that I read that they had I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane <laughs> enough is enough I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. It is, yeah. you know, it admittedly a great line. Uh, I, 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 I wish that it had the impact that it deserves. That line and the other, the other line I completely adored was everybody strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, yeah. And kind of a reference back to to the the first airplane movie, um, not airplane airport, um, right? The first disaster airplane movie airport. It was airport, yeah. When the when the bomb goes off and 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 Jacqueline Bissett almost gets sucked out of the airplane, um, and they had that scene. And Van Heflin does get sucked out of the airplane. Believe it or not, and you feel and you care and understand more about Van Heflin's character than you do about anybody in this movie. And that's, <laughs> yeah. we're talking about Van Heflin, dude. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty tough. That is, it's tough to care about Van Heflin. I also have um, a couple of just things that occurred to me before we get yeah. into the. Do you have other? Did you have other things you were covering, or were you getting other, into the? Uh, um, the mic. Oh, microwave snake was pretty good. Yeah. And, yeah, that, and that there's a button on the microwave that says snake. Yeah. So my point is, if the movie had just been that, I would have flipping loved it. Yeah. Um, Because he was funny. That guy actually really did did make me laugh. He was. And good. there's a button on the microwave that says snake when he pushes it. So he actually yeah. hit. He. So to me, somebody there, whether it was the in the script or whether it was that one art director, somebody got to how this was funny. And uh they their voice was just squashed by the studios. Yeah. Let's face it. Sad. Do you like the music video at the end? Because I think that's the best music video I've ever seen. Oh ever. my god. Really, yeah. I think it is. Uh yeah. I, who's I like that was like the vice president of comedy at 
the studio's cousin was starting yeah. a band. That was terrifying. Um, uh, I didn't know that Jan Wenner uh, acted. Jan Wenner doesn't doesn't uh, the surfer witness look exactly like Jan Jan Wenner? Isn't that the guy from Rolling Stone? Oh, the head of Rolling Stone. I don't know anything. I'm so out of culture. I don't know. No, dude, that's not a no. This was culture when you were in high school. This was like somebody that goes, you just weren't paying attention. If you think I do, that's me, grandma being tossed aside. I didn't know anything about Rolling Stone ever. I was not that hip. Oh, dog tossing. The tossing the dog was pretty good. No, no, it was not. It indicated that that that's how we knew that that character was a bad guy. He threw a dog. Okay. (laughs) It's in the script, right? Fucking dog, fucking coach, fucking Americans. That's what I say every morning when I get up. Fucking dogs, (laughs) fucking kids, fucking Americans. Um. Yeah, so this is we feel we feel similarly. I really, you know, I, I had a thought during this, and I was like, I bet the auditions for this movie were the most embarrassing auditions of people's lives. Scream and yell and writhe yeah. in random ways. Yeah. Okay. And a snake just bit you on the penis. Go. <laughs> um. Well, anybody who wants to see what the audition for this movie would have been like needs to uh watch the video fiery hawk um, yes that would be exactly right that is a great video very accurate idea of what an audition for this movie might have been like yeah it's ridiculous to point out plot holes here because the movie in is it is a whole itself the movie itself is a whole where a movie should be but uh, I was confused at why they chose Hawaii because there are no snakes in Hawaii. There are none allowed there. It's incredibly difficult to do this, to get snakes there, to get on a plane. <laughs> Literally almost <laughs> physically impossible as there are no snakes there. Right. Somebody says this later and says, oh, but they're from California. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. So they put them on the plane in California Flew them to Hawaii. Uh, got them on another. Pl- okay. And then loaded that plane up with. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a, a simple plan. Much, much more effective than putting an assassin on the plane. You know, for instance. Oh. Oh. There, well, that would have been a great scene of Eddie Kim saying, why didn't we just put an assassin on the plane? And his, his sidekick saying, oh. That would have been a good idea. Oh, I yeah, didn't, I didn't think of it. Yeah, we've gone through all this trouble. Well, you wanted something dramatic, and I couldn't think of anything more. Yeah, we dramatic. were trying to make a point. Yeah. Um, Again, you can't. I, you shouldn't rewrite the movie that's been made, but we're doing it. Um, what What's your double feature for this movie? I wrestled with it, and I can't decide. Um. I can't really decide. Let me think for a second. Let me take some time, precious time for the, for the viewers. Well, while, while you're think. doing that, I'll say mine, which is not all that great, but it was arachnophobia, just to stick with the theme. Okay. Of, you know. Okay. I'm going to go. more fun, I think, arachnophobia. Uh, 
I Arachnophobia is actually a much better movie than like yeah. much better. Actually, Arachnophobia is the movie this this really should have been, and it should have been made by the same the same damn people, really. Yeah. Um, I actually have look. I'm I'm not really good at this whole apologizing thing, but uh, I'm sorry about pushing you. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I'm going to double bill this with 1981's Venom, directed by Pierce Haggard and starring Klaus Kinski, Oliver Reed, and Nicole Williamson. Um, That is a snake movie. So I don't know if that's available for people. Came out a long time ago, but it is great, great snake thriller. So that would be the anti-Venom to this movie. Ooh, I like what you did there. Yeah. Um, How would you watch this movie? Um, I believe that the best way to watch this would be as dailies, not finished film, not with a score or effects added, just the raw dailies, I think would be the most entertaining way to see this. Well, and the best part of that would be what happened after, after cut. Well, some of that for sure, yeah, for sure. But to see people selling this stuff without any computer help or music yeah. or, oh, oh, snakes, oh. I yeah. got to say that would be, you know, I would accept a, like a rough assembly before music or effects, yeah, but yeah, I'd rather see just fun. the dailies. like all. I, I was stupid. I just said on a plane, of course. I thought of saying that, but then I thought I needed to give a little bit more. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, you, 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 did. you did, you and you did a better job than I did, but I'm used to that. Um, who who are we? Oh, okay. Um, I cast you as the snake expert. I think I you would have been very funny, snake expert. No, really? Yeah, I think you would have been hysterical as the snake expert. I uh, thought you would have been great as the oh. snake expert. Okay. Like just uncomfortable, not you know, I, I had I had you I had you locked in there, man. Um that's interesting. Uh for myself, I think I maybe put myself in the kind of Ollie part because I think it was the only thing I would have maybe auditioned for. Ah. Okay. I had you as the snake expert and me as the bad guy who gets his head eaten. Oh yeah, but okay, well. That would have been a possibility, but I think you could have also, there could have been a big case for you being the, uh, the sober minded, tra- uh, air traffic controller. They keep cutting. Just, oh yeah. Okay. In the red, in the red sweater. I yeah. think that was maybe your part. The thing I'm proud of is I came up with, I think a really good all-star recast from the past. Me too. Me too. I can't wait you to hear what you past? did. I did the same thing. Okay. All right. As special FBI agent number one, recasting Samuel Jackson with Ralph Meeker. Oh, very, very interesting. You went way back. Yeah. Okay. Went you went way, way, way back. back. Ralph Meeker, uh, his sidekick, Woody Strode. His sidekick, meaning the one who gets his is the other agent. The other FBI. Killed. Yeah. Okay. Woody Strode. Great. The surfer dude, Ricky Nelson great perfect this the juliana margulies yeah diana lynn do you know who's diana, diana lynn? lynn 
Diana Lynn is the younger sister in Miracle of Morgan's Creek. Oh my God! The smart okay. ass younger sister yeah, in Miracle of Morgan's Creek. She's great. Okay. Um, Bobby Cannavale, Don Gordon. Tell help me. Don Gordon is Steve McQueen's uh, sidekick in Bullet. The other. Oh cop yeah. Okay. Bullet. Yeah. All right. Right on. Right on. Um, the uh, I'm forget. Don't know the actress's name, but the one who we just saw, who the guy just apologized for pushing, the 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 woman who's flirting, the woman with the dog who's flirting with the rapper. Yes. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Good. The singer, the obnoxious singer. The rapper. Stay with, stay with me. Yeah, the rapper. But back in yeah. in my recast, he's not a rapper. So stay with me, Robert Preston. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I love and, this. And Keenan, um, what's his last name? Keenan, um, the guy from Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, uh, I don't remember his other his his, his, other his assistant, formal name. Robert Preston's assistant, Jack Lemon. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> and sense. the guy who gets his head eaten. John MacGyver. Okay. I love it. Uh, we're Thompson. getting a Keenan Thompson, Thompson, of course. Yes. Yeah. Who is very funny in this and looks like he very really funny. wants to be funnier and they're not letting him. And it looks like it if, made him if, angry. if, um, if the rest of the movie was the movie that Keenan Thompson was in, this would have been a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was so, in the good version of this movie. He was doing the good version of this movie, I think. I, I do too. Uh, all right. My, my recast from the past, I, you went way back. I went to the seventies. So okay. we have, uh, um, in the Samuel Jackson role, we have Jim Brown. A Excellent. Margot Kidder in the Margulies role. Yes. <laughs> as the rapper, three G, as the rapper, three G's, we have Sammy Davis jr. <laughs> oh my God. As the witness, surfer witness, Jan Michael Vincent. Of course. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, I want to see this movie. <laughs> the stewardess, the other stewardess is Susan Day. And okay. yeah. Jack Jack Warden is the pilot of the plane. Yes. Oh, God. That's that where I would went. Be, that would be a great version of this movie. Yeah, I could see, like, really leaning into the, uh, you know, into the disaster movie zone that way like an Susan older sammy day. davis like looking for some bucks later in his life like in the <laughs> 70s <laughs> oh yeah the candy man can um wow. yeah there we have it i don't know what else we could possibly say about this movie well in a movie with a lot of stupid stuff in it the stupidest thing in the entire movie was the shot of i think it was one of the other fbi agents it talking to the surfer dude at the beginning turns around to walk out of <laughs> the interrogation room and he's wearing as as those kind of cop guys do the oversized hawaiian shirts the purpose of which is to hang over your gun so that you can wear a gun on the back of your clipped into the back of your pants without it showing. 
but he has the shirt tucked inside the gun and his pants so that it the gun is showing mm -hmm. and it's like well somebody said well we need to see his gun so change his shirt please for the love of god who tucks in a hawaiian shirt nobody tucks in a hawaiian shirt it hangs over your gun magnum used to magnum used to tuck in a hawaiian shirt yeah, but not yeah, but and then he had his gun clipped on the side of his hip. It what it he didn't have the whole shirt out and then just tucked in behind yeah. the gun. Magnum so wasn't gun a big was gun done. guy though. Magnum no. didn't carry a gun around all the time. Not all the time, but he did when he when he had to go out. He had to do what he sunrise did. This morning. Right. You know, right. Then exactly. you carry a gun. Did you see the sunrise yeah, this morning? That's right. Those are those that those are words that are like a code that unlocks a door to hold like that. If you say that phrase to a certain person, their eyes will light up and you'll have a friend forever. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. know what that means, it'll be like, sorry, you just don't right. know what it means. You don't, you don't know what did you see the sunrise this morning means. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds like a, it sounds like a nice thing to ask somebody. Oh, it sounds pleasant. It sounds like a yeah. lovely, friendly a lovely, conversation. A lovely way to start. <laughs> it's not. Um. <laughs> Delightful. Oh, we just nerded out so bad. Big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, this was a very entertaining conversation for me. I I I feel like we're very much on the same page with this, which yeah. uh, which is great. Yeah, it's good. It's good when I can go into the week knowing that my brother likes me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh next week, uh, we still doing Blair Witch Project. That seems to be what's on the schedule. That's on the on the on the schedule. As yes. They I don't know why I decided there's something British going on. On the said, the schedule. Uh, so next week, please join us for uh, Blair Witch Project. And we'll see you then. We will see you then. We will try to spoil as much of it as possible. And let's hope our producer is going to play the credits. Otherwise, we're just going to be left hanging here. Just like be us staring at you. Stop. Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win a Matthew, then Matthew should win a Tony. But in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime, the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.